Welcome, everyone, to episode 28 of Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Video Podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in Nashville, Tennessee. If you haven't subscribed already to the podcast, I want to encourage you to go ahead and do that. Uh, and also hit that notification bell. You'll get notified as we post new episodes. Each week we come to you live at noon, but you can watch it later or listen to it later on most popular podcast platforms. This month and uh, for February, we'll be uh, using the podcast to go a little deeper in the weekly message series that we're doing. On January the 1st, I began a new series called I Resolve. It's really based on the concept of making New Year's resolutions, only we are really narrowing it down to resolving to be a, a Christ follower, what it looks like to live out being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, we started out the, uh, the series with that message, I have decided, I resolve to follow Jesus. And doing that means we've got to get ourselves out of the way. We have to surrender ourselves to him and his lordship in our lives. Because if he's going to, if we're going to follow him, it means we have to allow him to lead. So he's the one directing the path, taking us down the path that he wants us to go, and we are surrendering and submitting our wills to him. Jesus used the terminology, if you want to follow me, be my disciple, you've got to take up your cross daily. It means a laying down of our lives to follow after him into the life that he's leading us into. The next week, we talked about how to have the right attitude as a Christ follower. and We want to have the mindset, the attitude that Jesus had, who humbled himself and became a servant that was obedient even to the point of death on a cross. If you've missed those messages, you could go back and catch them on our YouTube channel. Uh, you, they're uh, archived there along with other series that we've done in the past. I would encourage you to go there and catch up on any of those that you might have missed. This past week, we talked about having the resolve as a Christ follower to attend, to attend consistently the assemblies of the church. We really talked about the fact that we are the church. And we can't really go to church because we are the church. But in Scripture, it does teach us that the assemblies of the church are important to the lifestyle of a disciple of Jesus. Uh, we looked at a passage in Hebrews. I want to go back to now in Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 19. He starts out this way. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, then he starts saying, let us do these certain things in response to that. We have a, a saying here at Lake Shore. I got it from another pastor that I really like. When you see the word therefore in Scripture, the first thing to do is see what it's there for. Well, the therefore in this passage is referring back to, as it often does, the previous verses leading into this, the context of what he's saying here starts earlier, the whole book of Hebrews, in fact, it's a letter that is showing the superiority of the new covenant we have as disciples of Jesus compared to the old covenant, but that God had used the old covenant to prepare us for the coming of the new superior covenant that is established through the blood of Jesus. And so leading into this, therefore, he has emphasized how much better off we are as Christ followers that in the Old Covenant, the priest had to offer sacrifices, animal sacrifices, over and over again. The, the high priest could never enter into the Holy of Holies until he had sacrificed for his own sins, and then only at certain times could he go in to the Holy of Holies and be in the presence of God because of sin. And there was this curtain in the temple and in the tabernacle that separated 
the holy place from the holy of holies. And that curtain was removed when Jesus Christ died on the cross. In fact, we have that record in the Gospels that, that there was this earthquake when Jesus died on the cross, and the temple, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and it was symbolizing the opening up of the way for us to be able to confidently, through Christ and his blood and his sacrifice, to confidently enter into the presence of God himself and dwell there in his presence. So let's look here. He says in verse 22, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, with a full assurance that come, that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And here's where it gets into the attending the assemblies consistently being resolved to do that he says let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching when he writes this letter he's encouraging christ followers to make sure they stayed consistent in their assembling together coming together doing life together as brothers and sisters in christ here at lakeshore like many congregations we have uh our assemblies on Sundays, we have that example in Scripture on the first day of the week is when they got together. They had the Lord's Supper together. They, they had the preaching and the teaching that they did on those days. And they sang hymns and songs of praise to God as they assembled together. And it, it's emphasized here in this passage, in this letter, that part of the reason for our assembly is for us to remember to encourage each other toward the love and the good deeds that God is calling us to, to live a life worthy of the calling that we have in Christ. We have a great uh, live stream on Sundays. I love that we do that, but that live stream is there to serve a purpose. It's, it's there for several reasons. One, it's there to be able to reach out with a message to those who are not local to us. They can connect that way and hear the message and join in with us in the worship and the singing and the stuff that we're doing in our assemblies. We love offering that to people who are not here local. It's also for those local people who for health reasons may not be able to attend in person. And we know that happens to, to a lot of people over time. It could happen to any of us. So to be able to still connect, even when we can't be there because of illness or something like that, we want to give you that opportunity to do that. We want to give you the best connection there that we possibly can. So I'm so thankful for our, our tech crew and everybody that helps out with that. It's also there for another reason. Many people, before they go visit a church today, will want to check it out a little bit ahead of time. We want to have a good, strong online presence, so you can check us out online. We do a welcome lunch for people that are new to Lakeshore regularly, and we do a little survey with them at the welcome lunch. How did you first connect to Lakeshore? And over 90% of them over the past several years have said, we checked it out online before we ever came for the first time. So we love having that option there. I know, if, I, I said this this past Sunday, if I were in a position where I needed to look for a church somewhere, I moved to a new town and I'm not the pastor of a church, I'm looking for a church, I would definitely appreciate that opportunity to check out that church online before I went there. Just because there are certain things that are important to me that I believe a church should be doing and having as a part of their assembly and things like that, I would want to know those things ahead of time. 
And I jokingly said, obviously, if they bring out snakes in the service, that rules it out for me. I, I, if I saw that online, I know that's not the one I'm going to go visit. I just I have that thing about snakes. I'm not going to do that. But uh, it's not just that. That's, that's just one humorous way of illustrating that you can find out some things about a church before you ever go visit and uh, know maybe uh, that's not one really I feel like I would, I would fit well with, but this is one that I want to check out more and find out. And coming in person is a great way then to take that next step. We don't have an online streaming because we want it to be an excuse for those who are local and who are healthy and who could be here in person not to actually come. You see, to fulfill that purpose of encouraging one another, you can do some of that online, uh, encouraging emails, text, phone calls. Those things are great, and we should be doing those things. But one of the most effective ways to encourage each other is face-to-face, in person, spending time together, doing life together. And that happens at the Sunday assemblies of the congregation. It also happens in life groups, Bible study groups that you connect with and are a part of where you are in person with each other, being that encourager and getting the encouragement from them that you need in your life. God loves us and he wants us to be healthy disciples. He wants us to be able to stay on the path that he's called us to. And he knows that these regular assembly times will be part of what strengthens us as Christ followers to be able to stay on that path that he's calling us to stay on. Now, one reason we know that's important to the assemblies is because right after this passage I just read, he spends some time talking about the dangers of not staying on the path, of not continuing in that walk with Jesus. And no matter how you feel about once saved, always saved, if you believe that's a doctrinal thing or not, if you don't believe that's true or not, either way, the warning is still the same no matter where you come down doctrinally on that. Here's what he goes on to say in verse 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we receive the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. That's a strong warning against falling away. And he's saying that if you get into the habit of not being part of the assembly, it's easier for that to happen. It's easier to fall away when you don't have the accountability and the encouragement that comes with being connected to and involved with a church family on a consistent basis. He goes on to talk about that a little bit more in verse 29. In verse 28, he says, Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know him who said, It's mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It's a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And I know that's an ominous kind of warning. It it sounds like he's being pretty hard here, pretty harsh. But here's the reason. God's love for us is so great that he sent Jesus here to give his life for us. For us to just willfully choose to go back into his sinful ways and willfully choose to just keep on sinning even after we've come to know the forgiveness and the love of, of God through his son Jesus It's like taking Jesus in his blood and trampling it under our feet as if it really is not that big a deal to us. God takes that personally. And so he gives us these tools to help us stay on the path, to help us stay where he wants us to be. 
not just because it would dishonor Jesus for us to do that, but because it will hurt us and hurt the other people that we influence. If we get off that path and go back into sinful lifestyles, then we're going to hurt ourselves. We're going to, we're going to pay the price, the consequences of that, not just in eternity after we leave this world, but even while we're here, the consequences of sin hurt us. And it can hurt our families. It can hurt our spouses, our children. It can hurt our witness, certainly, to others that we're trying to influence to come to know and follow Jesus. So God wants to give us those tools to protect us, to protect our testimony, our witness, our example to others. And so he gives us things like Scripture to read. Uh, This next week we're going to be talking more about being uh, resolved to study the Scriptures because in those words, in the Scriptures, we have God in his love for us teaching us, here's the better way to do life. Here's the best way to do life. We can choose to do it other ways, obviously. He gives us that free will, that freedom to do that. But if we want the best that God has for us, he tells us in his word how we can find that. So he gives us scriptures to guide us. He gives us, when we are baptized into Christ, the scripture says in Acts 2, that he gives us the Holy Spirit to indwell us and empower us and to help us understand the scriptures that we're reading and how that applies to our lives. So he gives us the word. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us the avenue of prayer. And in prayer, we stay connected to him. Through Jesus, we can boldly approach his throne of grace and find the help that we need with any of the struggles or temptations that we're facing so that we can have more victories than defeats as we face those struggles and those temptations. So prayer is a great tool that God gives us to help keep us on the path that he wants us to be on. So he gives us that, and he gives us brothers and sisters in Christ, our fellow believers, See, that's a great asset to someone who's trying to stay on the path. When you try to do it solo, it's so easy to get distracted, to get discouraged, to get downtrodden, uh, defeated in, in the failures and the struggles that we're facing out there. In our culture, it's becoming less and less the, what we might consider a godly culture around us. It's becoming much more a secular culture than it is one that that is choosing to honor God and follow God's ways. So as we live in that culture that is becoming more and more secular, trying to do that solo and still stay on the path and trying to honor God like we should, it's harder than it needs to be. But when you've got a family, when you've got brothers and sisters that you can do this together with, you can do life with as a Christ follower, there's greater strength in numbers than there could ever be with us trying to do this on our own. So this week, I want to invite you to join us as we talk about the value of doing this together and looking at God's Word and growing in our knowledge and understanding of God's Word together. The Word of God is His love letter to us because He loves us so much, He wants us to know, here's the best for you. Follow this path, and you'll find the blessings that I want you to have. Plan to do that. We've got some other activities coming up at Lakeshore I want to talk to you about before we close today. Thanks you, Thank you for joining us for this time in the Word. Uh, but we've got some activities coming up that uh, I want you to know about. We've got a life group celebration coming up Sunday night, January the 29th. This life group celebration is for those that are already in a life group. We certainly want to get together and have fellowship together with our different groups coming together once in a while here at Lakeshore. This is a great opportunity for that. Our life group leaders to get together and encourage each other. But this is also for people you may not already be connected to a life group. You might not already be part of a Bible study group at Lakeshore. This is a great way for you to come and hear more about that, hear some testimonies from people that are part of those groups and the the value of being in those groups. 
you're not committed to being a part of a group just by coming to this, but it's a way for you to learn more about it. And if you want more information or you want to take those next steps of connecting to a group, this will be a time you can get that information and take those next steps. So it's Sunday night, January the 29th. We need you to register in advance for that. You can do that on our website at lakeshorechristian.com. You can also register on the kiosk at either of our campuses if you're on campus there. We have another uh, several events coming up. We have a new Bible study coming up starting Sunday, January the uh, I mean February the 5th. It's going to be Sunday nights at 6.30 at our Smyrna campus. It's Basic Christian Doctrines Bible Study. This is a great foundational study for your faith, just the basic doctrines or, or Christian doctrines in Scripture that lay the foundation for what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Uh, Mike Swartz, our Smyrna campus pastor, will be leading that study there. And it doesn't matter which campus you attend on Sundays, you could still go to the Smyrna campus for that Bible study on Sunday evenings. Go ahead and register in advance for that one as well so that we can have a count of how many to plan for there. If you've recently had an addition to your family, a baby, uh, we want you to have the opportunity. We love doing baby dedications here at Lake Shore. It's a time for the parents to dedicate themselves to raising up their children to know and follow Jesus as a part of the church family. We have one coming up on the Sunday, February the 12th at all of our services that Sunday at both campuses. We do need you to register in advance so we can be prepared for you to come and dedicate your baby on that Sunday, that Sunday, February the 12th. We have a welcome lunch schedule for Sunday, February the 26th. That's for people that may be new to Lakeshore. If you've never attended one of these, it's a great time to find out more about our church, ask any questions you might have. You get to meet some of our staff and volunteers and, and get to know some other new people here at Lakeshore. Uh, that'll be at both campuses as well. It'll be after the 11 o'clock service at the Antioch campus and after the 10 o'clock service at the Smyrna campus. And we again, we need you to register in advance so we can have an account. We'll have lunch for you. That will be free. We'll have lunch options for you to choose from when you register, so you can go ahead and pick that out. Child care is available if you let us know you need that as well. We'll have that lined up for you. We would love to see you here for that welcome lunch. You're invited to come to Lakeshore, either of our campuses, at any of our services, any of our programs. We'd love for you to connect with us as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church. Thank you for joining us today.